0: Hello, and welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is Scott Tuzan of MetabolicMasterpiece.com, along with Brian Cron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe he's
0: over there. Uh, uh Today, we're going to be talking about flexible dieting, and um, mainly kind of focusing on Sohi Lee just um, wrote an article about how her prep leading up to her contest, where it was a 10-week Cutting phase, and um, during that prep, she included a Snickers bar every single day. Kind of proven a point that you can still treat yourself, you don't have to be perfect even while you're getting ready for a show. So, it sets a good example for a lot of people out there, even if you're not um, cutting for a show, just weight loss in general. Um, Brian, we're going to be talking about this, uh, giving our general thoughts, not just on the article, but, uh, this whole concept in general, cause I mean, so he's just, One among many people out there kind of done a very similar thing. I mean, initially we had the the Twinkie guy who ate nothing but Hostess products and and lost weight. We've had recently uh, the science teacher who ate nothing but McDonald's for six months. And I think he lost close to 60 pounds. And what that guy did was actually it was a kind of school project where he, he had his students try to make sure that he was still eating healthy, getting all the nutrients that he was supposed to. Um, but while eating McDonald's, so everyone's trying to—we're trying to convey this message that you don't have to be perfect while following a, a diet plan while you're trying to cut, uh, burn fat, lose weight. Um, this conversation came up in the physique artist nation, one of my closed groups there. Um, so I was glad it came up, and it really sparked an interesting discussion in there. Um, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity for, for Brian and I to share our insights on this, this really well detailed and documented, uh, article there. What, what were your initial thoughts from, from Sohi's article?
1: Yeah. Like when I first saw it, I, I was kind of like, when I just saw the headline and glanced at it, I thought, oh no, another one of these. Um, cause yeah, like you say, it's been, it's been done a few times and, and kind of, I don't want to say it's been done to death, but it's, uh. You know, it's it's been done a lot. But I really liked it because uh, she framed everything really, really well. And, and she just presented what's important to get lean. And, like, it was just really well drafted. And as a, as a writer, I thought it was, it was awesome. I mean, again, a lot of people kind of get caught up in the whole one Snickers bar a day thing. Like, she's not saying, you know, you, you have to eat junk or you have to have a Snickers bar a day. She's just, she's just trying to prove a point that, you know, you can have you know quite a bit of you know junk in your diet and still getting in great shape i mean she looks awesome when she's done yeah came.
0: yeah without a doubt and i mean yeah. she's already starting off lean uh yeah she's, yeah, she's a small girl um and which is another great thing i think that's a great example in itself that she's able to stay lean for the most part when it comes to contest prep uh she only has to drop Five pounds to to get yeah. on stage. She won her height class. Uh, I think there's a lot to say uh, about that and, and lifestyle in general. The flexible dieting lifestyle mm-hmm. allows her to stay relatively uh, lean all the time. And then she even took her time. Like five pounds, she still spread it out over ten yeah. weeks. So it was pretty cool to see that.
1: Yeah, she did start out in certainly much much better shape than the uh, the average person. I mean, wasn't a lot of fat on her to begin with. Um, so you know that kind of can. That's why she only lost five pounds. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like, but certainly, I think the, if she had she started really kind of heavy, which sounds bad, but had she started kind of heavy, she would have lost a lot of weight. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's such a, you know, such a methodical plan that she followed. And uh, I just think it, re- it sent a really good message to people because, um, like, a lot of people are, are, they don't know how to include junk in their diet now. Like, they've been yeah. told, they've been kind of convinced that, okay, I can have a little bit of junk in my diet, but they don't know how, you know, so this is just, was just one kind of, you know, heavy handed experiment to show you that, you know, you can have a whole freaking Snickers bar every single day and still get into pro card winning shape. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, I mean, it's interesting. I I think uh, we're in interesting times in our, in our industry because I think there's, there's a big segment. It seems to be the younger crowd who is all over this if it fits your macros type yeah. thing, flexible dieting. Uh, like I follow a lot of these young guys, their, their YouTube channels and Instagram and all, all their social media profiles and all you see is like Sour Patch Kids, pop tarts, Monster yeah. Drinks and it's like it's it's all you see. So it's like the yeah. younger crowd kind of gets that you can be very flexible. I think they take it to the extreme. Uh, but I think yeah. it's it's our demographic. The, the men and women, yeah. over 40 maybe over 35, who still feel that, man, you have to be perfect when when you're cutting. Um, so as much as I thought, uh, like like you thought, you know, here we go again, another one of nah. these studies, the message still has to get out there because a lot of people still have this uh, a negative association with these treat foods, I guess kids. could yeah. um, So it does. It, it shines a lot of light on there. I found it interesting that uh, – and I know, again, it was all to prove – a point. Um, but when the whole thing was that was, uh, the flexible dieting lifestyle, whatever is the purpose yep. of her article, and you're, you're eating the same freaking treat every single day, <laughs> yeah. Snickers bar would get pretty boring. And it's funny because that was the first thing that popped into my head. And the, it just goes to show how really well written this article was, is because each, each little doubt or each little criticism I'd have about the article as I was reading it, she covered down below. It's like, yeah, the Snickers bar, it, it was getting pretty boring, and I don't encourage that. She was doing it to prove a point. And I found it very interesting towards the end of her article where she she talked about how at the, as she was getting closer to, to the end of her cut, um, and like she dropped her calories a little bit lower. I think she started between 1,500 and 1,600 calories at the beginning yep. of her cut. And then the last few weeks, she was dropping, it was under 1,300, maybe 1,250 yep. or 1,260 it might have been 1280, but below 1,300 calories. Um, and when uh, I think it was about 20% of her calories were coming from that Snickers bar. And she found that she was starting to feel more lethargic and yeah. uh, wasn't as energized. So even though she's having that treat, and the whole purpose kind of was to, I mean, curb her cravings. I think having a treat yeah. every day is a great way, I think, for some people to curb their cravings. Um, but at the same time, if you're if you're consuming that few calories... And you're sacrificing more um, nutrient-rich foods for these nutrient—I yeah. mean, these calorie-dense foods. Um, you're really making a big trade-off. And it, and it was interesting. I think Snickers satisfies you. One of the, their, their <laughs> slogan. And here she was towards the end of the contest, and it, it wasn't satisfying. Maybe it was satisfying her sweet tooth, but energy-wise, um, she would have been better off eating more nutrient rich foods that she could add a lot more volume, like throwing in more veggies in into her meals or protein could have been a lot more satisfying for her at that point.
1: Yeah. And one thing you mentioned, the, how the younger crowds like really into this, like, you know, they're really into flexible dieting and they, they see an old bro like me who's like packing a lunch and they're like, Oh man, you're a clean eater, man. You should do flexible diet. Look, look how you know, look at my lifestyle, man. And it's just funny. Like, there's nothing that, that flexible about like weighing every gram every day and like keeping a spreadsheet. I mean, like that's you know, that, there's a there's a lot of labor involved in that too. So it's kind of like you, at, at the end of the day, you kind of pick your poison. So yeah, um, you know, so I always kind of get a kick out of that when someone's like, they got food tracking apps on their iPad and on their phone and on their desktop, or they carry a notebook and they're bring a scale to a restaurant. I'm flexible dieting. It's like, it's like homie, that ain't flexible, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Even like, um, even looking at her, she, she counts macros is one of her, yeah. her big things and seeing how, how she on exercise days, she bumps up her carbs and reduces her yeah. fat on non-training days. She reduces the carbs, ups her fat. Um, uh, yeah. and she was within like five grams, uh, of each of her macros, uh, throughout the whole 10 week prep. To me, I, I found I find counting macros a lot more tedious than just aiming for a caloric target. I give myself a yeah. lot more freedom and flexibility with the macros. Like yeah. I have ballpark, like I have my caloric target, then I set my protein target, and yeah. the rest kind of falls as it. That's, may. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's how I do it with guys too. Is just set the calories, set the protein. I often kind of overshoot their protein a little bit, and then I say. However we get there with carbs and fat, I mean, it might matter more eventually, but the average dude that I work with, I mean, for now, let's just, let's just get the calories and the protein and the rest of the shit kind of falls into place.
0: It, it really does. And I, to be honest myself, I don't notice all that much of a difference. And
1: yeah. hearing
0: her talk about like the night before, she's planning her meals, trying to get it to fit into the macros – I that's that's a lot more work, in my opinion. Some people think yeah, like, yeah, some yeah. people think counting macros is easier than counting calories. I I don't get yeah. that. I completely don't understand that. You're tracking more things and trying to juggle <laughs> different foods to fit into exact math. I find that a bit more.
1: Oh, well, it's really tedious. easy if you only if you only eat shit that's like a barcodes, you know, <laughs> like a bag of Twizzlers, sure man. It's like oh, this is you know 18 grams of carbs. And, you know, if but for like actual natural foods, we have to you know
0: yeah wait you know you gotta waste
1: stuff it's a little harder but, but again, yeah
0: it, maybe it comes with experience too like we're pretty yeah, experienced yeah. with eyeballing our portion sizes maybe they're a bit more experienced yeah. with certain macro things but i found that interesting i did um and i think most women would look at her plan and think man this is easy it's doable yeah. holy smokes yeah. i mean her training she hit weights four times a week yeah. no cardio other than walking three evenings a week um that was it, and calorie-wise, starting around that, yeah. what I say sixteen hundred or something like that, and yeah, dropping it down below thirteen hundred towards the end is a challenge. I mean, that it's pretty low calories, but she's smaller too, so she yeah. was weighing close. She's under one hundred ten pounds, I believe, at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're smaller, you don't need that many calories anyways. Um, so, really, her plan that was is <laughs> completely doable when you throw in a treat in yeah. there. It's uh yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. So I, I, I think stuff like this is. Is great in that sense. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. the overall picture that she painted, the workouts that she was doing, the, the uh-huh. lack of cardio that she was including in there, and
1: her nutrition is yeah,
0: yeah. pretty solid.
1: Yeah, it was it was really well done. And there's a what I liked about it again is that sometimes fitness people, and I know this, I guess because I am one, because sometimes they they write for other fitness people. It's kind of like you're trying to impress your colleagues. Uh, whereas this is one of the few things that I've read where it was clearly it was meant to be disseminated to the mainstream and actually help people as opposed to showing your friends how smart you are. Right. So I thought, yeah, I thought it was, we're going to have a link to it. Yes. Scott's going to put a link to it. Definitely.
0: This. I'll link down to that. I'll link down yeah. to, uh, the Twinkie guy and, and the McDonald's yeah. guy just to give all these different examples. Yeah. But, uh, uh are have links, <laughs> links galore. <laughs> um, but yeah, like my my I guess qualm with all this is that I mean, qual Quam. <laughs> it's my qualm. What's your qualms, dude? I'm what's your qualm? <laughs> Hit qualm? Hit the qualm. Hit the qualm. I, I just qualm. would like to see a lot more. <laughs> It's our new dance. Hey. <laughs> we gotta that'll be a segment. It'll be like one of the late hey. night shows where you're a little, whoo, what's our qualm for the day? <laughs> No, I think we need to paint a more realistic overall picture. Like the whole thing, I was thinking, man, like if I imagine if I was at uh, uh, the Halloween party I was at over the weekend and they had this big spread there and finally I'm ready to, it's my refeed day. I'm ready to treat myself and I just, I, sorry guys, I can't have any of that stuff. Pull out my Snickers bar instead. Like it's kind of it's kinda silly <laughs> when, you, when you think about it all. I, just, I think yeah. we just need to paint a better picture of overall. A normal lifestyle. I think that's what I've been doing personally for the past five years. When I when I started my big transformation at 35, uh, yeah. giving myself ripped abs for 36. My, my big mission there was just was to prove that you could get ripped abs. Uh, I dropped about 40 pounds of fat during that cut, eating the foods that you enjoy without any secrets, without any tricks, without any special, without avoiding these forbidden foods or eating these yeah. best foods. I ate like a normal person, um, just nice. managed my, my, uh, portion sizes, the Keller content, the Keller calories is king. Basically, yeah. basically what, so he's saying here, what a lot of these other studies are saying, I had my Keller target. I did treats when I wanted, like right now, Halloween, we got a little bit of leftover, um, chocolate from the kids. So the mini chocolate bars are working great for me. I'm plugging it into my calories this weekend. <laughs> I may be out with friends, and it might be a different kind of treat. I kind of roll with the punches, a normal kind of lifestyle. Um, yeah. I think we need to see a lot more of that. I think things like MyFitnessPal are, are helpful, like these kind of things, um, yeah. apps where you can follow someone else, follow one of your favorite uh, fitness gurus or whatever, and, and see exactly what they're eating all the time. And as long as the people aren't putting out uh, a fake impression of, of what they're doing, yeah. like actually logging what they're they're eating on a daily basis. I think that kind of stuff. It's what I'm doing with my videos right now. Is I'm on an eight week cut, and I'm sharing exactly what I'm eating each and every day. Um, it Involved a little bit of alcohol, two drinks on uh, on Saturday night. It's it's going to be different things here and there, but it's just yeah. it's a normal it's a normal lifestyle. I think it's very real, um, and it's not so set in structure. And my my whole thing a couple weeks ago right before this cut when I laid out my plan, it was to to hit I want ninety to ninety-five percent of my nutrition Mm -hmm. to come from like nutrient rich quality whole foods. And then the five to ten percent can come from the processed treats like a Snickers bar or whatever the heck. Yeah. Um so having that set calories rather than one set treat, I think is a better approach to take. I so right now I know I'm allowed one to 200 calories a day of a treat Mm -hmm. or I can like there's some days where I just don't want it. Like there on that, I I guarantee during that cut there would have been days like, my God, do I really have to eat another Snickers bar right now? Like there's days where I just don't want treats. So I'd carry that over to another day. So I basically give myself throughout the week, 700 to 1400 calories that I could consume from Mm -hmm. processed treats like that. So, I like having a, a caloric target to aim for, uh, as a general broad picture and, and that segment, the caloric target of processed treats that I could have in there yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, clients are, like, I, I often get asked, especially when I'm introducing people to, to logging macros and stuff. Cause I follow them on my fitness pal. Like they, if they're new to it, they always say like, you know, fuck, do I got to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. And my answer is always like, no, like, Eventually, this will become intuitive, and you can probably get you know seventy to eighty percent accuracy just by eyeballing it. And you know that kind of kind of calms them down a little bit. And then I say like, I don't track anything ever unless I'm trying to what I call move the needle. If I'm trying to get bigger, I track everything. If I'm trying to get smaller, I track everything. But if I'm just like doing what I do, you know, I just I have a pretty good idea. I'm probably you know plus or minus you know twenty percent from where I for what I think I should be eating. And that just is just a product of of doing this long enough, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like eventually these crutches, these electronic crutches that people are using while they're wonderful, like eventually you won't really need them. But they are super hel- again, they are super helpful when you're trying to establish a baseline and when you're trying to progress in either direction. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's what's really helpful for me is that I do tend to eat a lot of the same meals, yeah. A lot of yeah. the same foods because I enjoy them. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely love the meals that I have. Like first three meals of the day are basically the exact same for me. And I know by that point, I'm, yeah. at, I'm at half my calories, everything like half my target for my macros for the day. Um, yeah. So I got room to play around with for the rest of. The day. I get my I get my variety from my dinner, but at least I know kind of halfway through the day where I'm at. And yeah. um, it, people it, get
1: yeah people get too way caught up on variety, man. Like you don't need. You know, variety is wonderful, blah, 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 but you don't need every meal to be different, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, uh, oh, man. I just, that's the way I don't know anyone who's, well, I'm sure they're, they're out there, but I don't know anyone who's gotten into fantastic shape who wasn't basically eating the same things every day, especially towards the end. Yeah. Because you just, you're building momentum and it's just, it's just less shit in your head that you have to consider. You know, when, when you have everything mapped out, you know, it's just easier to lock down and focus. Yep. So
0: Without a doubt. That was, a. Uh that was my downfall the first weekend in this cut is that uh, I usually give myself way too much flexibility on the weekends. I'm just no plan. Like during the week (laughs) I'm, I'm solid. I have my, my, my plan in place. The first three meals are the same. Um, So I think that too much flexibility was causing me to go off. It was too easy for me to go off the rails there where like (laughs) this, this weekend I was solid, dude. Like I, I like, you know what? I'm going to keep, those first 3 meals that i normally have throughout the week i going kind to of keep that the same and then i just i just kind of followed the same plan throughout the weekend and it made yeah. a tremendous difference for me um, yeah did you
1: did you factor in whiskey or
0: without a doubt dude that <laughs> without a doubt man. that was my <laughs> refeed day factor two two glasses of uh, rye
1: what what do you mean glasses like that's a very like there's glasses and there's there's like two big there's... mugs. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's two two small mixed drinks there. Oh, okay. oh that's factor yeah. that in there with my tree. I yeah, behave myself, dude. That's, I behave myself
1: and that's that's breakfast. That's a pre workout. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Milk is for babies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So I mean, again, we'll link down to, to her article yeah. and other stuff. It's flexible dieting, I mean it is. It is what it is, and just, just don't don't go crazy with it. it doesn't doesn't mean go balls out, and um, yeah.
1: well, it's, it's just, just, just one cool. one way to do things. That's that's very very effective. I encourage people to read this article and kind of get inspired.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. when you when you got cut leading here again, you say you even then you don't always track your calories and stuff. Were, were you flexible? Like, did you include some treats in there? Um,
1: I know that's uh, that way. I uh, that was an old school kind of '80s way that I did it. I I set a baseline diet about eight or twelve weeks out, and then I just gradually made my meals smaller. Yep. And and then I, I'd go two weeks, I'd make a meal smaller, and then I'd drop a meal, and then I just by the time I was getting ready to come out to see you, I was eating like you know you know broccoli and piss basically. It was, it was next to nothing on my diet, but. uh uh, that's you know just very that for me that worked because it's just less for me to think about because right. I was you know working lots and training twice a day and and so I just these are my meals I prepared them and they just got gradually gradually smaller I don't think I weighed anything. I would weigh stuff occasionally just if I thought my eyes were were starting to eat in front of my brain you know like yeah but uh, yeah man I mean, that's and it worked you know could have worked better but you know there's lots of different ways to yeah
0: yeah without a doubt I'm I the same way yeah. man I do I do yeah. find that some people would consider it bland and boring, but I mean the less I have to think about things and the more structured I am, the more I keep things the same, the easier it is for me to stick yeah. with and and most of the time it's meals that I enjoy. I mean you had some great tips that that one treat that you're you made up when you're hungry. I' don't know it was berries is it berries Oh, or... yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so we got our own little tr- <laughs> little tricks to kind of stay. Satisfy yeah. our sweet tooth while we're while yeah. we're uh, cutting down, and I love I love all my the healthy meals that I eat. I find them very tasty, enjoyable. I look forward to them. I crave them for the most part, and um, I find that that's that's good enough. When you're when you find good healthy meals that you enjoy, oftentimes you don't need to include a lot of this uh, the treats and junk food into your diet because you're always yeah. kind of satisfied and you're getting the nutrients that yeah. your body's craving. Um, from these healthier foods to the nutrient rich foods. So oftentimes when you're craving something, it's a sign that you might be depleted or deficient yeah. in certain things. So eat more nutrient rich foods and I find uh, oftentimes it, it kind of subsides some of the cravings that you have.
1: Yeah. And, and I do think that one of the downfalls of the, of the flexible diet, dieting movement is when you start to include a lot of hyper palatable foods, I really think, especially when you're hungry, I, th- I think it can cause a lot of triggers yep. uh, for binges, binges and stuff like that. So, since there's no like need to include these again, these very hyperpalatable foods, like whether it's like you know pastries or, or box cereals or what have you, since there's no need to include them, I think it's kind of best to not, unless you're really freaking craving that. I think it's best to just leave it alone. You exactly. Know, just, you know.
0: Exactly, and that, that's kind of well. That's part of what I was yeah. talking about earlier. With uh, yeah. and there's days where I don't. I wouldn't want a Snickers bar or a treat, yeah. so I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to force myself to to have a treat if I don't want it because it may spark yeah. something in me that wants yeah. something more. I think we're all different. You really have to know yourself. I yeah. I, uh-huh. I come from the school of being – the calorie cycling, carb cycling, the uh-huh. refeed days, so going three days in a row – without any treats and then having a treat on the fourth day. That's always worked really, really well for me. My wife is someone who has always naturally enjoyed the small treat every day. She would thrive off of what Sohi posted. Yeah. There. It's basically what, what she did. Um, when we, uh, back in 2012 when we prepped for a photo shoot, she had, it was her, her diet plan was called the dessert diet where she had a yeah. dessert every single day. Yeah. Um, and kind of based off they were actually at the time she was she was documenting that diet uh, yeah. there was a study put out there that showed um, people who had a 300 calorie treat with their breakfast every single day um, they lost the same amount of weight as the other group they had it they set calories I don't know 1600 calories for men yeah. and maybe 1200 1300 for women but set calories one group was allowed a 300 calorie treat every single day they uh-huh. both lost both groups lost about the same amount of, week after, same amount of weight after the time period. Uh-huh. And then six months later, the group who um, was eating the dessert every day lost continued to lose more weight. Uh, so they were still progressing while the other group regained all their weight back. So okay. there's a lot of psychological benefits to, to uh, including a treat every single day. Or maybe not every single day it would have been interesting to see if it spread out yeah, nice yeah. a few times out of the week or whatever. but. The people they just didn't feel deprived. They felt like it was something that it could stick with, adhere to, and we know it. Compliance is the key. So finding a plan that suits your personality and your lifestyle—that's the number one goal there for yeah. sure. Whether it's what to what degree of flexible dieting, whatever it is, uh-huh. just go with what works for you. And if what works for you is being more strict and more, even really more compliant, then uh, go for that. Absolutely. All right, if man. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. It is great. So he great article. Bam. If you're watching this, and uh, um, yeah, I hope everybody appreciated our insights on this. Again, links below. Uh, if you like these conversations, give us a like there, a thumbs up on on Facebook, a, a like on YouTube. Rate us, review us, all the iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Oh, rate us high, man. Rate us fucking high. Just boom. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you next time.